And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Greenlight Reviews, a show where we talk about movies. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And I'm very excited to be talking about the new Clint Eastwood movie today. It's called Flags of Our Fathers, and it's about the Battle of Iwo Jima and what went on thereafter. It took place many, many years ago for those people who don't remember that far back, about 60-some years ago. They didn't read about that war in the paper? Okay. <laughs> or in history class, maybe? Yeah, right. It stars Ryan Felipe, Adam Beach, and Jesse Bradford as the three young men out of the six who raised the flag on Iwo Jima and became immortalized in that photograph. The story really deals with what happened to them after they were brought home and turned into media hype heroes. Celebs. Yes. Written by William Broyles Jr. and Paul Haggis. Paul is a very busy writer these days. It's a very difficult film to watch, I thought. I agree. What made it so tough for you? Frankly, I was in tears through half the film. I was very sad at how these guys were treated like puppets when they came home. They were there to sell war bonds. Well, and thereby to sell the war. Right. If you want to be a little more cynical about it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I had a problem with the film because I thought that the tone of the movie was morose from start to finish. It was very morose. And I don't believe that Eastwood, nor the screenwriter Paul Haggis, gave us any moments where we cut away from that sadness. As a result, I felt that the movie never really pulled itself up and made it what I would call a thrilling or exhilarating experience. I think you're absolutely right, Aunt. I was so sad about the whole thing. I was so sad about the Adam Beach character. He played Ira Hayes, who was an American Indian. Yes. And a raging alcoholic who eventually died very young from his drinking. It was sad to watch these guys. It was sad to watch them when they went into Madison Square Garden and they built a paper mache mountain for these guys to raised the flag again in front of 20,000 people who cheered and screamed, and they kept saying, we aren't heroes. We didn't do anything. The heroes are the guys who died on that island. Right. What happened was, and I've known this for years, a group of Marines raised the flag, and one of the bigwigs who was visiting said, I want that flag. I want to keep that flag. So they made them take down that flag, give it to the guy. They sent six other people up there. And those are the ones who got into the picture. That sounds like an episode from the rest of the story. Exactly. (laughs) And, of course, one of the original flag raisers was killed. He was mistakenly listed as one of the guys in the picture. And nobody wanted to tell his mother, that's not Mike. It was very sad. The whole thing was very sad. Well, I'm hesitant even to talk about why I think the movie isn't as much of a success as its predecessor that came out eight years ago. I'm talking about Saving Private Ryan, Mm -hmm. directed by Spielberg. Spielberg, by the way, was the co-producer with Eastwood on this film. And he was to direct it, but at the last, well, I'm going to say in the last couple years, I think he decided that he could never top Ryan. I think Ryan was probably the best war film I've ever seen. Well, certainly the best war movie of my generation. But I think part of the problem in this movie is that it will be contrasted to Private Ryan, and it should be, because Spielberg had two things going for him that this movie does not. Number one, you know, in real estate, we always say it's location, location, location. In the movie business, it's timing, timing, timing. Here you have a movie that comes out, and it has to compete every night with the reports from the front of Iraq. Now, there is no way 
that this movie can be a diversion from the real war that we are going through every day. Therefore, people really don't want to see another war movie, especially a war movie that took place 60-some years ago about people and countries to which they cannot relate. Well, we're all driving Japanese cars now. (laughs) Yes, and so it doesn't have the same heartstring, I might add. Now, the second thing, perhaps even more important component, is that Spielberg put into the lead a guy that has almost heroic proportions. He's a pop culture idol, and I'm talking about Tom Hanks. And then he had a pop culture wannabe play the lead role of Ryan, and that was Matt Damon. Now, when you have Hanks, the engine for your movie, then you're going to have a picture with which everyone in the audience can identify, even though it's a movie that took place in the 40s. Now you've got this movie covering the same ground as Private Ryan, but it has three People who are in the leads that, you know, they're very efficient, competent actors, but none of them has the kind of relationship to the audience that Monsieur Hanks has. Well, I think that's true. And I think that even though these guys were all very good, especially Adam Beach, I thought, I had to keep looking to say, wait a minute, who's the star of this movie? Because there were three of them and their parts were equal. And yes, I wanted the Tom Hanks and I wanted a Matt Damon to care about and say, wow, we've gone through all this to get you out of here. Now shut up and come with us and don't cause any trouble. Well, we don't know those characters, right. truly. And because they are not performed by three stars with whom we have some relationship going in, it's very tough to pull this kind of a movie off, in my opinion. And I think the movie would have been greatly enhanced had Eastwood put some people into the main roles that we really know and care about as actors. I'm not saying that it can't survive or it's a lousy movie because these guys are bad actors. I don't mean that. I'm just talking about a picture that's very tough to feel a part of. Yeah, I think that's true. I've seen Ryan Felipe in several things. I thought he was a pretty good actor, but he's not the kind of star that's going to take me along and sell me this picture. Right. I liked the picture, Anne. I was very moved by it, and I am going to give it a green light. However, everyone has been saying this is another Clint Eastwood masterpiece. It's not a masterpiece. No. I like the movie, but I'm going to give this a yellow light. I think I'd be insincere if I gave it a green light. I think it's a noble effort, but I don't think it's nearly as good as Saving Private Ryan. No. And I don't think it explores the human condition after the war, World War II, as beautifully as Best Years of Our Lives. So for those reasons, I hate to say it, but it gets a yellow light from me. Yellow light from you and a kind of reluctant green light from me because I went hoping to be absolutely blown away. And it turned out it was a good movie. And good movies get green lights, but it's not terribly entertaining. No, (laughs) it's not an entertaining movie. In fact, as I said, it's such a sad picture. I felt that that tone was suffocating. I felt that the movie would have been greatly enhanced had Eastwood changed the pace, given me a couple of scenes that would have relieved me from some of that morose tone. So, yellow light from Anne Elder for Flags of Our Fathers. I give it a green light. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Anne Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hello everyone, my name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture. 
Com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.